Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Hour number two of Extra Point on this Wednesday, March 8th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until 1 o'clock today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Friendly reminder, though, daylight savings time on Sunday. So that means the Dan Patrick Show starting on Monday live, 6 to 9 a.m., followed by the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp from 9 to 10. And this year program, the Extra Point from 10 to noon. He, of course, is Bob Kemp. I'm Kayla Mortolaro here. And before we reset the scene with today's poll questions and get into the rest of the program, we have to make mention of this here. Wake Forest, Syracuse, they're getting things started in the uh, ACC. And well, it's never the game's never going to end. <laughs> last I saw tied 74-74. The, the with- good news is they're both out of timeouts finally. There we go with 28.4 seconds to go. Syracuse and- ball. That's correct. Beheim there is drawing up a play on the clipboard. Everyone yeah. seems very attentive to what he's saying. We'll see how this uh, this all unfolds. Yeah, so this is going to go over time. If, you know, <laughs> so, Wake Forest had a doubt. They were up like 12 or 13. You know, I've been watching from time to time, but you know, I'm not watching every play because we're, you know, I'm a professional and we're doing the show here. But uh, every time I looked up for, for a while, it was double digits, and then they hit like three straight threes. And yeah, here we go. Well, so people missed it earlier. I, I'm kind of done with the Bayheim thing. And this is the fifth annual or 10th annual or 15th annual. This might be his last game day. So here we go. Uh, yes, it, it definitely has been at least the last two or three years, uh, maybe five, that you know, we're not quite I, sure it, if he's it coming back. Five. It could be five. Yeah, this could be, if they lose, this could be it. And then they make like a run, not just in this tournament, but then they get in the NCAA tournament and make a run in that tournament. I, I think that's what ends up like keeping him around the last couple of years because wasn't yeah. there also something that maybe Syracuse was looking to just move on from him as well, well uh, just for a fresh start? problems too. They had yeah. violations, they had all kinds of stuff, but they keep winning when they're not supposed to. And, you know, I've benefited financially from a couple of their runs. You know, they play the, oh, they just made a three. That counts. Yeah, it counts. Uh, looks like it's going to oh, be a buzzer beater Wake for Wake Forest. Wake Forest just won. There's still point two to go. I'm sure they're going to, like, take forever to figure out the actual time and the clock and whatever. But you know, it seems like they should be in pretty good shape here. You would think. rooting against Syracuse. But uh, anyway, back to the Syracuse thing. Yeah, the reason they do so well in these, especially in the NCAA tournament, is they play that two-three zone, and teams don't really know how to prepare for that. And ASU obviously had that problem a few years ago when Herb Sendek was the coach here. Uh, we'll get into a lot of college hoops in this hour, but uh, let's get things started with the KDOS1060.com poll question, and it regards to the Pac-12 tournament. Who wins? Arizona, UCLA, USC, or other are the options. And, well, uh, maybe there is some hope here that people are listening to what we're saying about Clark being out for, for the Bruins because UCLA continues to lead, but 85% of the vote. Arizona's trailing at 15%. US 
USC and other getting 0% of the vote. Yeah, well, USC, as I mentioned, you know, they could be without, you know, you know 40% of their better players, and uh, we'll see how that goes injury-wise, too. But, uh, you know, when we talked with Kerry Miller earlier about the bubble things like that, he's pretty. he thinks USC is in. Not everybody thinks USC is in. And if they would have you know, lose in their first game on Thursday, that may not be a good idea. But uh, we'll see. And it's official as far as uh, the Wake Forest thing. You know, they won the game. Now, the if I'm actually at this ACC tournament, I'm sure somebody's doing this because we in the media are kind of uh, got some we got some issues. Uh, but I assume somebody's going to start a pool, or they've already started the pool. Who actually is going to ask Bayheim in the postgame press conference if this was his last game? Well, we'll continue to monitor <laughs> and that and situation. He's, gonna, he's not going to answer the question. So yeah, there's the other part of that. Uh, Twitter, at KDUSAM1060. For tonight's game, uh, ASU is taking on Oregon State. Who do you have ATS on Wednesday in Las Vegas? Oregon State continues to lead plus 9.5 at 54.5% of the vote. ASU minus 9.5 at 45.5%. This is on Twitter, at KDUSAM1060. And if you want to play with the numbers some, this is a good number if you're laying points with ASU. Because <laughs> uh, this game, this number has gone up. Uh, I, just, I, I just closed the damn window, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll figure it out before we, get, before we get to the poll question. I'll refine it. Fair enough. All right. So the current number. Let's get into some college hoops talk and conference tournaments. And we'll start in the Pac 12. You have number eight, Washington, against number nine, Colorado. And the winner will face UCLA uh, in the next round. And we've kind of addressed this here previously, but I think it's worth going over again just the importance of Clark. He for sure is not going to be participating in this week, a Pac 12 tournament. Tournament, but just to the overall success, he maybe isn't the, the household name like Jaime Jaquez and Tyga Campbell, but certainly he has um, he, he certainly contributed a lot to this Bruins success. He's their second leading scorer. He's their second leading rebounder. He just won the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year Award. He should win the National Defensive Player of the Year Award. He's a really big deal. Uh, Washington, we just talked about Syracuse playing the 2-3 zone. Mike Hopkins played for Jim Beheim at Syracuse. He coached for Jim Beheim at Syracuse. Guess what defense they play? Uh, so if you don't make shots, you're going you know, to maybe be in some trouble. And you know, Washington's won a couple of games that it probably shouldn't have won because teams did not make shots. Uh, so you know, you know, see how this goes. But uh, Colorado, to me, has been the most disappointing team in the conference this year. Then you have WSU taking on Cal today. The winner faces Oregon. Have we figured out what to make of WSU yet? Well, I love them, and I've liked them for weeks. Uh, now they've actually, you know, they, they, unfortunately, they never got their point guards back, uh, so they just decided that they get the, neither guy coming back. Their top, their top two point guards have been out for months, uh, and they're not coming back. Uh, but they kind of figured it out. They've won six straight. California's, I think it's safe to say, the worst Pac-12 team since they've gone to the Pac-12 uh, in basketball. It's the worst team we've ever seen in this conference. Then you have Utah versus Stanford. The winner of this will face the U of A. And both these teams have beat the U of A this year. Uh, so they both beat them on the road, obviously, 
The U of A got crushed in Salt Lake City, and then they gave up 87 points when they lost at Stanford two, three weeks ago. Uh, so uh, the U of A is uh, not a sure winner, whoever wins this game. Uh, we'll see uh, what the situation was. The, the Utah point guards, the, the, they're starting guards. Uh, Madsen and Wooster uh, both been out uh, for a, you know, a large chunk of the time. Well, Wooster got hurt here against ASU, and Madsen's been out for several weeks. But they both came back and played, and Wooster was effective last weekend. Madsen, not so much. So uh, if those two guys are playing... You know, they, they were talked about being a legitimate NCAA tournament team before those guys got hurt. And then you have tonight's last one of the day, number six ASU versus number 11 Oregon State. And we'll obviously answer this in part of today's poll question. But the winner does face USC. And for ASU, uh, you know, Kerry alluded to this, Kerry Miller, Bleacher Report, who talked to you in the sports zone, that he thinks that ASU has to win tonight and then beat USC in order to have an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they lose this game tonight. They have zero chance to get in the NCAA tournament. Oregon State, uh, they've got a really young team. We've talked about them before. I actually think they're going to be pretty good next year. Uh, but, you know, they won a few home games this year. They're atrocious on the road, and, you know, they're just, uh, they're just not good. So, you know, you can't be losing this game. When it comes to the Pac-12, though, they did announce their, uh, you know, awards, if you will. And I know there's something about that that uh, I guess is bothering you a bit. It always bothers me. It's the dumbest thing in history. And, yeah, Mulebach didn't have an answer for me on Monday, <laughs> on Tuesday, when we actually you know, played the interview. Uh, you know, why do they have 10 players on their first team, all Pac-12? And then the, what's even more ridiculous is they have five more players on a second team, which is literally the third team, really. And then they have an honorable mention for this. I mean, it's just the dumbest thing of all time every year. So I get to go off on that a little bit. I just did. Well, did you agree with the player of the year or the uh, player absolutely. of the conference? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hawk has you know, clearly outperformed uh, Tubelis down the stretch. It, it turned out to be a four-game difference in the conference standings. But I think a lot of people that maybe lost track when they, when the U of A still had a chance. Uh, but, you know, ended up UCLA won by four games in the conference. And he's their best player. And he played great in the month of February. Uh, yeah, I think definitely uh, on that front that Jaime Jaquez, you know, he's always been very consistent, but has he elevated his game even more this year? I think so, even though oddly, statistically speaking, uh, three-point shooting is not as good, but I think he does more than he has done before. Um, and I think he's actually kind of taken over games a little more physically this year. I mean, he's not a physical specimen. He's not going to you know, bully guys at the rim or anything, but... I, he clearly has gotten better, and I would assume NBA people, I, I'm not real sure what they think of him, but I'm guessing they think more of him right now than they did a year ago when, remember, he did the you know, test the draft water thing and then he came back, which uh, I think was without question a wise decision on his part. Well, we'll pause with the College Hoops conversation, reset with the rest of the conferences on the other side of the break. Feel free to join the conversation if you'd like to as well. 602-260-1060, 602-260-1060. World Baseball Classic is getting started uh, today. For USA, they start on Saturday, but 
Lots of baseball is going on, and Porta Subs wants to make sure that you're a winner. Lunch for two to Porta Subs for a year, and 2023 spring training tickets. It's for the Diamondbacks versus the Reds, March 24th game. It's a 1:10 p.m. start, two tickets, and a parking pass. Simple to get involved. Download the KDOS 1060 app. Apple and Android users are eligible. Listen every day for your chance to get one entry per day into the grand prize drawing porta subs check them out online at portasubs.com to find the valley location that is nearest you 602-260-1060 to join the program next check out the doug gottlieb show monday through friday 1 to 3 p.m right here on kdus am 1060 here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and the all-new KDOS 1060 app. Download the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports and take advantage of the listener rewards available to you. Let's continue with the college hoops theme and that there's some other matchups in conference tournaments today. Uh, I don't know how interested you are in these particular matchups here because uh, we had kind of talked Hit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit about it off air that, uh, you know, some of these conferences, uh, the, the bigger teams that have better seedings, some of them have buys all the way until Friday, uh, Friday. So yeah. it, it's kind of interesting how this is all going to unfold. But we start here with number nine, Butler versus number eight, St. John's. The last I had seen, the uh, odds number was five and a half well i think the big question here is this mike uh you know is this uh williams last game as the uh you know coach at st john's so uh you know it's uh you know and uh, if so is rick patino the next coach at st john's <laughs> depaul versus seton hall also five and a half is the number five and a half when they don't know what to do <laughs> well the depaul is so bad that they really don't know what to do and then Seton Hall, Richmond's their best player, and he hasn't played since February 16th. And, and the amazing thing is that they blew out Providence at Providence last Saturday, and he obviously wasn't playing. So, you know, I pretty much, you know, when he got hurt, I pretty much quit paying attention to Seton Hall. So now I got to apparently start paying more attention to them because they're supposedly back on the bubble. Number 13, Ohio State versus number 12, Wisconsin. Last I saw, number was two and a half, Ohio State being the favorite. Yeah, that's great. So they've won two games since January and they're favored. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin, on their hand, they have not won. I'm not kidding about this. I actually you know, heard this on ESPN and looked it up. They haven't won consecutive games since the end of December and the first week of January. Consecutive games. And yet they are sitting on the NCAA tournament bubble somehow. Isn't that kind of impressive not to win consecutive games? It's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that can happen. I know the Big Ten's really you know, you know, tough and they got all these teams and whatever. But just, you know, two straight? How? It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, the only reason I think they're even on the bubble is they actually beat Marquette way back in November or December, you know, early in the season. So that's a big win now, and that win's getting bigger every day. Number 14, Minnesota versus number 11, Nebraska. Last I saw here, another five and a half. Uh, how disappointing has Nebraska been this year? Actually, they really turned it around. Minnesota was the worst team in the conference. But Nebraska, I believe they won five out of six now. 
Uh, they're really good at home. Uh, they lost to Michigan State. The one game that they've lost in this stretch, they were beaten. They were they were ahead of Michigan State by like ten or twelve or more, and ended up losing that game. Uh, but uh, they've been a really su- big surprise team. And in fact, I listened to a podcast yesterday that had uh, them making a deep run in this tournament because they played so well, and they don't trust the other teams in the tournament. Boston College versus UNC, uh, a minus 11 and a half here for the Tar Heels. Obviously, UNC, uh, you know, there's, you know, everybody's arguing whether they, what they, what do they need to do to get in the NCAA tournament? I think they have to get to the ACC finals to be considered to get in the, uh, to the NCAA tournament. They have, uh, they played 10 games against quad one opponents this year. They've won one. Uh, and that was like, like just a couple of weeks ago. And then they blew the game on Saturday night, or some might just say that Duke outplayed them, but they didn't beat. They had another opportunity at home last Saturday night, and they lost at home to Duke. Uh, there's also lots of internal issues apparently on this team that involve a girlfriend, and maybe two players on this team have the same girlfriend. Yikes. Yeah. Number. Kind of like back back to the Dallas Mavericks days when Jimmy Jackson and others were you know supposedly uh, fighting over Tony Braxton, so and I remember when that happened I had to, you know being you know I don't you know, I should know who Tony Braxton is but I didn't somebody sent me I, I got like I'm doing the syndicated radio then I got like four thousand faxes of pictures of Tony Braxton and I went okay I understand now why they're fighting over her. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, unpack here, Bob. One, you didn't know who Tony Braxton was, and two, uh, that you no got idea. faxes. This is, like, this is like in the '90s. Yeah, this is like 1995 or something like that. All yeah. right, but faxes yeah. as well. My oh, goodness, to, that was the the way to do stuff. We got we got hundreds of faxes a night doing the four hour radio program. Well. I mean, they faxed me. They would fax me their stories from their newspapers. The internet was not, you know, what it is now, obviously. So yeah, I got all kinds of news from faxes, and we had one guy that pretty one of the intern pretty much had to go through all that. Well, he may have liked the Tony Braxton faxes. I mean, I wonder how good the picture quality was, though. Some of it was really good. All right. Yeah. Moving I along. I was highly impressed. <laughs> number 10, Oklahoma versus number 7, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State minus one and a half for tonight's contest. Yeah, Oklahoma State, their whole team and their whole season turned around. They had really started to play exceptionally well. And then they lost their starting guard, Anderson, to the season. I asked him about him with Kerry Miller during the sports zone today. And you know, they haven't officially declared this. But, you know, we knew he wasn't going to play for the rest of the regular season, probably not going to play in the Big 12 tournament. And now it's there's a thinking out there that Anderson's out for the rest of the season. They've got no chance uh, to survive even in this tournament or win a game or two in this tournament, in my opinion, if he's not playing. Uh, then you also have Georgetown versus Villanova. Villanova here minus ten and a half. I mean, you know, we've chronicled a lot about uh, Georgetown and potentially moving along uh, from the head coach there. But Villanova, could they make some noise here in the Big East? Yeah, I think they could. They've won six out of eight. I don't think they want to play Connecticut. However, they played them Saturday. Villanova is not a tall team. They lack length, and they had no chance 
uh, to slide, slow down or get a rebound against Connecticut last Saturday. They made shots, Villanova, but it didn't really matter because they couldn't really stop Connecticut. So that's a team that they want to play in the Big East tournament. But for Villanova to move out, obviously, they have to win the Big East tournament. So over in the ACC, how things are going to unfold here. We just saw Wake Forest beat Syracuse with a three uh, buzzer beater. Uh, So Miami is going to take on Wake Forest tomorrow. You have Duke awaiting the winner of Georgia Tech and Pitt. Virginia awaiting the winner of the Boston College UNC matchup. And Clemson awaiting the Virginia Tech NC State winner. Uh, It has kind of how all of this unfolded, potentially set things up for Duke winning the ACC? Maybe. They're pretty good. I like Mar- I like Miami's team. In fact, they're playing Wake Forest, as you mentioned. Uh, that's going to be the first one to like 85 because uh, neither of those teams really try to guard anybody. They want to play fast. I mean, Wake Forest is it's going to be like a whole new world for them because they're not playing Syracuse today. Uh, that you know just tries to slow it down and make you shoot over them. Uh, they're they're going to see the rim and they're going to immediately shoot, you know just throw up shots no matter you know they could be like 50 feet from the basket I can see the rim I'm going to take a shot because uh, I couldn't do it yesterday uh, so we'll see what happens but th- I think Miami's actually a team to pay attention to next week to me more than this week I wouldn't be surprised if they did really well this week but there's no value betting Miami this week uh, and then pretty much the same cast of characters last year. A 10 seed in the NCAA tournament, and they got to the Elite Eight last season. And they've actually added uh, a couple of players from, you know, for instance, you know, uh, know, Nigel Pack uh, was a big, all Big 12 player last year at Kansas State, and now he's part of the Miami team. So they're even better offensively than they were a year ago when they got to the Elite Eight. Then we switch gears over to the Big Ten. So you have Rutgers and Michigan playing tomorrow. Iowa. This, I think this is an elimination game. As far whoever loses that game has zero, you know, stake to want to be in the in the NCAA tournament. They've had tons of chances, and they've both uh, blown those chances. But I, I, I would assume whoever loses that game is you know, done as far as the NCAA tournament goes. You know, the, the the win for ASU over Michigan at, when it first happened looked like a good one. Then as Michigan right. kind of started to continue to play, it didn't look as strong. Uh, but then Michigan kind of started to turn things around. And then I swear every single game ended up just going into overtime. And then they were losing all those games. Yeah, and they played really well in February. They went three guards and the two big guys pretty much all the time. And that seemed to work out quite well. Uh, they not a good shooting team. So, you know, I think so, you know, a lot of times, especially early in the season, uh, they had the wrong guys shooting the ball, quite frankly. They had uh, guys launching shots from behind the arc that shouldn't be maybe even on the floor, let alone launching shots. And Jawan Howard, who I loved as a player, uh, I think his – there's no coach that does weirder things with timeouts than Jawan Howard. At least twice in the last two or three weeks, he's like been out of timeouts and like midway through the second half. Uh, then you also have Iowa awaiting the winner of the Ohio State and Wisconsin matchup. What do we make of Iowa? Well, pretty much the same as always. They're really good on offense. They don't guard anybody. Fran McCaffrey is a nutcase as a head coach. Those things never change. Uh, just to give you an idea, I mentioned Ohio State had won like two games since January. 
One of them is they got like 90 points and beat Iowa in Columbus. To, I guess, solidify the uh, craziness of Fran, that weird, he was just staring Uh, down that referee in that uh, timeout. That was just bizarre. He's just a bizarre human being. I mean, I actually think he he really could coach offensive basketball. I don't know if he cares about defense. I don't think he does, just based on their teams over the years. But, uh, you know, they they score. But uh, it's just, uh, you know, they're they're just – they actually, to their credit, they started the Big Ten zero and three, uh, and they've they've won some games here down the stretch. And Indiana doesn't want to play them because uh, they've beaten Indiana badly twice. Penn State is playing Illinois tomorrow. Uh, does Penn State deserve to be in the NCAA tournament? This is a really big game for I think ASU and other bubble teams. You need to root for Illinois. Um, you know, Penn State. Another team, they, they are the absolute worst, the worst. Uh, I think there's 364 teams in Division I. Uh, whatever is last, they're the worst. The worst offensive rebounding team in the entire country, uh, no matter what conference you're in, big or small. Uh, but you know, they've got guys that can score. They also have Jalen Pickett. I don't know how much we've had a chance to talk about him. He is an incredible player. He almost averaged a triple-double during the regular season in Big Ten play, but he needs a little help. (laughs) Uh, Maryland waits the winner of Minnesota and Nebraska. Do we trust Maryland? No, we do not. They have not won. They won one game in conference play outside of their home conf, their own own building. They won one road game in the entire conference season. Uh, so we, yeah, they're going to beat Minnesota if they play them. But I mean, they're, uh, you know, this is a mess. They, they, they're great at home. They, they didn't lose a home game in conference play. UCLA beat them by thirty. Uh, when they played there in, like, what was that, December, I guess it was. Uh, but they didn't lose a conference home game. They're great at home and just can't beat anybody on the road. Uh, then you also have Purdue waiting until Friday to get the winner of Rutgers and Michigan. Uh, so, you know, we know, obviously, about Purdue's ascension and then some struggles. And they are 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Uh, they their guard play, which I questioned when they were winning games. Remember, they, they only had one loss uh, heading into February. And when we talked about them before February, I talked about their freshman guards and whether they're going to make it through the season. And I think that those guys, uh, they got two freshman guards, and they've just kind of hit the wall here. Uh, yeah, Edie's really good still, and uh, he had some foul problems the other day, and they came back and, well, actually they had a huge lead. He got in foul trouble. They blew the big lead. Then he came back, and then they won the game against Illinois. Uh, so, but they play really good defense and don't foul, and it helps when you got a seven-four dude protecting the rim. Then you have uh, Michigan State playing on Friday in the Iowa bracket. What ends up happening with all of that? Uh, what do we make about Michigan State here this season? I hope they play because the last time they played, and I'm not exaggerating here. Uh, I may be exactly right. They had a 13-point lead with like a minute and a half to go in that game. Uh, Two Saturdays ago, Michigan State leading Iowa, and Iowa won the game in regulation, Uh, partly because Izzo just refuses to foul these three-point shooters when he's up three. Uh, And I know Izzo's going – he might already be in the Hall of Fame for all I know. I don't pay attention to the Hall of Fame too much uh, or at all. 
uh, but he's either in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of Fame. He refuses to double-team big guys. They're 0-4 and four this year against Purdue and Indiana because he refuses to double-team the big guys, and he also refuses to foul the three-point shooters when you're three points ahead. Uh, so we have Northwestern also waiting until Friday for the winner of Penn State and Illinois. I mean, we all thought Northwestern would be the two-seed here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Northwestern and Illinois, that's a bitter, bitter battle when they play, by the way. So, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, the, the tournament's in Chicago, and Illinois has an – they have a bigger fan base in Chicago for basketball than Northwestern does. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, but, uh, you know, Northwestern, just to give you an idea, they played a, their final regular season game in conference play was Sunday night at Rutgers. And if they won that game, which they did, they're the two seed. If they lost that game, depending on what else happened in the conference that day, they could be the nine seed in this tournament. They end up being the, sec- the second seed because they won that game. And finally, Indiana on Friday coming out of that Maryland bracket. I'm really disappointed in Indiana's finish here. I mean, I know they won the game against Michigan uh, on whatever day that was, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, last weekend. Uh, won that game in overtime. But the game before that's when they got blown out at home against Iowa. And their last two games at home were highly disappointing. However, of all the teams in the Big Ten Conference, if they get it together and figure it out, I think Indiana could have the deepest run in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, we've been waiting for uh, since December, since the Kansas game when Johnson, their starting point guard, went down with an injury. He's now had surgery here in the last few days, and he is officially out for the season and will not return. So the overwhelming sentiment on Twitter right now in regards to Jim Beheim addressing the media following the loss to Wake Forest here is that it was an unusually long and unusually sentimental answer from Beheim about his wow. future. Also, he said that he pretty much gave a de facto retirement speech on the court last Saturday. And in his final answer, he said that it's up to the university. It seems like we've heard this exact same thing before. Is this like from today or like from three (laughs) years ago or two years ago or whatever? Well, there are some strange happenings on Twitter. So who knows? We could have reverted back to uh, a time machine. But no, uh, (laughs) it it does say they're coming from today. Okay, I want to know who won the pool to ask him the question of whether he's retiring or not. Yeah, I don't who know the, who. who I don't know who asked him. Yeah, who won the pool of the press conference? So we'll see. It's poll question time. On the other side of the break, we'll get into Pac-12 tournament as well as ASU taking on Oregon State, needing a victory here to keep those NCAA tournament hopes alive. We'll dive into all of that here on the Extra Point, KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com, and with the all-new KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Take advantage of downloading and uh, and listening to get your listener rewards. Poll questions are next. Hey, Phoenix, Doug Gottlieb here. I'm bringing the best sports talk weekdays to you, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060.
1060. It is the extra point on this Wednesday, March 8th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Morsalara with you up until 1 o'clock today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. However, daylight savings time on Sunday. So the Dan Patrick Show starting Monday morning for you will be 6 to 9 a.m., followed by the Sports Zone with Bob Kim from 9 to 10 and this year program from 10 to noon. It is poll question time, and so we'll toss things over to the KDOS1060.com poll question. But first up, a reminder, if you missed Bob's conversation with Carrie Miller, uh, podcast that over at KDOS1060.com. Carrie giving his uh, interpretations of what's potentially going to happen with some of the bubble teams in addition to... To, uh, the rounding of, of things out for the NCAA bracket. Here is the question. Who wins the Pac-12 tournament? Arizona, UCLA, USC, and other are the options. Okay. I'm going to say a team that I wouldn't be surprised if it loses its first game or uh, wins the tournament. Uh, but considering the UCLA and USC injury situations, I actually think of those three teams, uh, the U of A has the best chance to win the conference tournament. And I'm hoping that they do win the conference tournament because that means we'll get a more favorable number if we're looking to play against them next week in the NCAA tournament. And I would uh, almost for certain be playing against the U of A if it's not in the first round of the tournament, depending on who they play, in the second round of the tournament when they play on either the Friday or Sunday situation and wherever they're going to be. Uh, so I'm, uh, I don't think that they're a good team long-term. And uh, last year, I kind of think I pinpointed a team that, you know, obviously Houston ended up beating them uh, in the, uh, in the sweet 16 round there, but yeah, you know, they're, they're a team I'm looking to play against, but I do think because uh, of injury situations with other teams for the LA schools specifically, I think the U of A has the best chance to win this conference tournament. I'm going to say other. Let's just have some upheaval. Good idea. That was my other alternative. Yes, that's, an, that's, that's probably a better idea. Yeah, because, you know, to, to the point of what we've been talking about all show long with uh, UCLA's injury situation, plus, yeah, they don't really go all that deep anyway in the rotation. So missing Clark is not only going to be for his skill set, but also the amount of minutes that he plays, too. So uh, I think that that could be of interest. USE, you had chronicled some of the potential injuries that are on the horizon for them. U of A just is a team that I feel like I don't trust. Uh, so to your point, they could easily win this thing or it could all fall apart in in kind of an unfortunate situation. So I'm gonna go other and let's have some uh, let's have some anarchy. You're still in my trust thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the word I use too often. The uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say if there is another, I think it's either Stanford or you know, excuse me, not Stanford, it's either uh, yeah, Oregon. Uh, which has a history in this tournament, obviously. Not with these players, but within this history of this tournament with Dane Altman. Or I'm still not giving up on Washington State, which has won six straight. And uh, they've got some really good players. I think it you know, understandably took them a while to figure it out because they had so many injuries. And they've, you know, at least they know now that they're starting to – they're two point guards. Neither of them are returning. So at least they know that now, and they've known that for a couple of weeks. I don't know what the number is now on a Wednesday before the tournament, but earlier this week it was 20-1 to 1 for Washington State to win the Pac-12 tournament. 
Yeah, let me throw this out one more time too. Is that you know if you're shopping around between you know websites and you know apps and whatever, and if you have access to numbers in Las Vegas, these are wildly different from casino to casino, especially the odds to win conference tournaments, but also conference tournament games from you know, hour to hour and minute to minute. And I'll tell you one game that could really be affected tonight is ASU, which we're going to get to in the next question here. The masses are still on the UCLA side of things at 85% of the vote. Arizona sitting at 15%. USC and other at 0% of the vote. That's KDOS1060.com's poll question. Twitter at KDOSAM1060. Who do you have ATS on Wednesday in Las Vegas? ASU minus 9.5. Oregon State plus 9.5. To your point, that's what the number was this morning. Currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's 10.5. But you saw some other numbers in Vegas. Yeah, went as high as 12. Uh, this is pretty much, uh, you know, I'm talking worldwide now, universally. I just checked both sides here for the offshore stuff and for the uh, Nevada numbers, and it's pretty much every, everywhere 11. However, this is the last game of the night uh, for the major conferences. And much like Hawaii football games and college football on Saturday nights, you know, people are trying to bail themselves out if they've had a bad day or if they're really stupid, they're actually trying, well, I could win some more money today. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if this ASU number even goes up even further. And usually people that have that opinion and trying to, you know, bail themselves out or add, win more money are betting on the favorites. So I wouldn't be surprised if this number hits like 12 or higher before we get the game time and, Hopefully game time will be 9.30 our time. Uh, the mass is, well, I guess I should answer the question, shouldn't I? Um, for that's me, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Did uh, I answer the question? I didn't answer the question no, either. No, none I? of us did. Uh, <laughs> so ASU, though, here, they've covered their spread 14 times this year. In Pac-12 play, they've just covered six times. I think they are absolutely the better team in this matchup, but at the end of the day, sometimes crazy things happen. It is only just about winning. So I think for me, minus nine and a half, whether it's minus 10 and a half or minus 11 and a half, is too much to be on the ASU side. Same here. In fact, we, I, we were kicking around what the number might be. At least I was yesterday. I mentioned, what, five and a half or six and a half. Yeah. So I was really surprised when there was a nine and a half as the first number I, we saw yesterday afternoon. And I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, the public's betting it up. Uh, but, uh, you know, Oregon State, they've got some players. And, and they, you know, they, they pushed ASU twice. And I know the final result may not look like it the second time they played. But it's not like ASU ran them off the floor in both meetings during the regular season. Okay, now the masses. Oregon State plus 9.5 at 54.5% of the vote. ASU minus 9.5 at 45.5%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. We didn't have a poll question NFL related, but I do want to make mention of it. If you missed the conversation we had with Eric Edholm, NFL media, about his impressions from the Combine, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and the non-exclusive franchise tag, Derek Carr, uh, in addition to some other quarterbacks potentially on the move, you can always podcast that over at KDOS. Cardinals talk too. Correct. At KDOS1060.com. You know, I have seen... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins' name linked more and more now with the New England Patriots because they did not franchise tag or come to an agreement with wide receiver Jacoby Myers. And then in addition to that, we all know how 
porous the wide receiver group has been for them for some time. And Bill loves Hopkins. He does. That we saw that in the mic'd up. There was lots of love yep. you mans going on. Absolutely. Final segment of Extra Point is coming up next. Catch the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on KDUS AM 1060 and online at KDUS1060.com. Wednesday, March 8th edition of Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the all-new KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It's that time, though, once again, it is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else might have slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today around college hoops, bubble talk, and it's a non-bubble talk uh, with Kerry Miller from Bleacher Report. Also around the NFL with Eric Edholm of NFL Media. Lots of stuff we carried, we uh, covered with uh, Eric as far as the combine and the little Cardinals and franchise tags and all the NFL stuff. Aaron Rodgers, you know, I was foolish enough to bring that up. <laughs> I'm sort of kidding on the foolish part. Just. Hurry up and figure out what to do. Thank you. Uh, Sound of the day, courtesy of ESPN, CBS, Pac-12 Network, Fox. And as always, special thanks to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Up next from 1 to 3 o'clock is the Doug Gottlieb Show, followed by the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, the Sports Zoo with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. Right now, though, ASU Baseball is actually going on on KAZG 1440 and KDOS1060.com slash Sun Devils. They're wrapping up their series at Oklahoma State. It uh, is in the top of the 7th, though, ASU trailing 6 to 2. And then tonight, NAU men's basketball is taking on Montana State in the Big Sky Championship. Got to stay up late. Pre-game is at 9 p.m. Tip-off at 9.30 on KDOS AM 1060. Uh, Mitch Stroman has the call. So when it comes to things that have kind of like caught my attention, did you see that? uh, So the NFL looking to continue to expand, and we know about their partnership this past year with uh, Amazon for Thursday night football games. Well, it expanded as well starting next year, starting technically this next season. And Amazon is going to be doing the Black Friday game on Friday. Well, it looks like here that Amazon will make it a game available to you for free to watch on Black Friday. It'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds because, you know, traditionally Black Friday and that weekend is a college football weekend. Oftentimes, ASU and the U of A on Black Friday. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the Jets flew back from Los Angeles last night after meeting with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, So if you're the Packers, though, and you let Aaron Rodgers talk to the Jets, have these conversations without you involved, uh, there seems to be no coming back from this, right? Like he's not going to be a Green Bay Packer? I think you're right. I mean, that would be, then again, like we haven't said that before, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I, I would seem like uh, it's, uh, you know, point of no return, I think. But 
I probably thought that before. 50 days away from the NFL draft, Bryce, Bryce Young continues to be the favorite to go number one overall at minus 170. C.J. Stroud is plus Has three. Has he gotten taller since last week? Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, C.J. Stroud plus 300, Anthony Richardson plus 650, and Will Anderson at 12 to 1. It's interesting, though, you know, because he measured in at 5'10", and there's still people saying, how on earth is he 5'10"? Yeah, I know. Yeah, how did he get so tall and how did he gain so much weight? <laughs> yeah, at 204 pounds. Uh, but yeah, again, the NFL conversation with Eric Edholm. You can always podcast that over at KDOS1060.com. The Suns tonight uh, make some room in the college basketball playoff or not the playoff but the conference tournament extravaganza for the suns taking on the thunder kevin durant's home debut 7 p.m on bally sports arizona and for me it's just going to be a continuation of marveling at how good kevin durant is it seems like every time he shoots the ball you think he's going to make it it's just such a pure (laughs) pure stroke it's it's unbelievable i mean we've seen kevin durant he's been in the league for how many years 14 years something like that so this isn't new but it feels new because he's on the phoenix suns and and so i guess you're just watching more intently at his every move and you're like my goodness he He is good he played that arena as a game he was a freshman for texas uh back in the year back in the day and he was like effortless effortless then and seemed like he was never gonna miss by the way utah this game tonight uh, against Stanford, I'm going to watch this closely. And if Utah's guards are healthy in this game and show that they have some mobility, uh, would I'm definitely interested in playing Utah in game. NAU men's basketball looking to pull off a major upset, winning the Big Sky Championship as the nine seed, taking on Montana State tonight. Mitch Stroman on the call, pregame 9 o'clock, tip-off 9.30, right here on KDOS AM 1060. Have yourselves a fantastic Wednesday. Talk to you tomorrow.